Welcome to Travel Market Life, your companion for industry insights and professional business development. Travel Market Life. Join us by webcast, video or podcast. Welcome to Travel Market Life. I'm your host, Ryan Haynes, with my co-host for this episode, Christina Blanche from Open Revenue Consulting, where we attended the annual hotel conference 2022 to find out what is on the forefront of hotel executives' minds for the coming year. In this episode, we speak to Peter Hallis, the Managing Director at Michelle's and Taylor, and Lionel Benishman, the co-founder at Ago Hotel. Travel Market Life. with uh, Peter Hales at Michels and Taylor, the Managing Director. Peter, thank you very much for your time. Uh, tell us a little bit about Michels and Taylor. So Michels and Taylor, we're a full service uh, hotel investor company. So we started off doing asset management and general consultancy, and then we moved into hotel management, which is the only business that I look after. Uh, and we then marry the two together by looking at projects for hotel investors doing the feasibility, coming up with a business plan, and then we deliver the business plan to the conclusion. Fantastic. And what sort of challenges are you battling on behalf <laughs> of your hotels that you manage and operate? I think the biggest challenge at the moment is utilities, uh, uh, to the point where everybody's bored about me talking about utilities. Uh, I think some of it you've got to be honest about and say is things that we should have been doing for years. Uh, and looking at for years, but because it was a reasonable cost and it's not the point where it is now, it was low on the agenda. Now it's absolutely top of the agenda, so how can we uh, look at the business in a different way? So we're now looking at the business by department, and instead of having the cost of utilities as a general cost for the whole building, we're now breaking it down to areas so that we look at the profitability of each area. So say a spa, as an example we know in one hotel, 40% of the utilities is spent on the spa. And if you put 40% of the cost into the spa department, it then becomes a loss-making area. So it really is looking at the uh, department by department, but the granular level of equipment and services that we provide. And, and in, that, in that respect, what sort of KPIs um, would you say are helping you get to the bottom of that profitability? Um, it really is by equipment. It, literally, we're going into the detail of uh, a dishwasher. Uh, if you turn it on at half six in the morning when the kitchen porter comes in and you turn it off at half eleven at night, it costs you this. If we track what the kit is doing and we put it on a timer and it comes on at nine o'clock, goes off at twelve o'clock, then comes back on at six, off at ten, you've halved the time, you've halved the cost. And it's understanding literally at a granular level how, and we've started with the top 10 items that use energy and then we're working our way through as to you know, can we take the human out of the equation so errors aren't made, can we put timers on it, can we put sensors, can we run it differently. So it really is on a granular level. We, as, as a culture we're changing it with the hotels but that's not going to make the biggest impact. It really does have to be how do we assess and run utilities differently. And I guess that, that will sort of change uh, slightly the uh, the KPIs that you're very focused on this year. Yeah, I, you know, if you just look at the most basic KPI, which is profitability, but you look at departmental profitability, then all of a sudden a golf course, if it costs you a quarter million pounds a year to irrigate the golf course, whereas before it was, you know, 
quarter of that cost, so it was less, but it was left as an admin and general cost rather than a departmental cost. All of a sudden, golf looks are very different. You know, do you put your prices up to make profit? Will the market take it? Probably not. So you've then got to how do you reassess how a department works, or even if a department operates. So I guess a lot of a, a lot of that pricing element, would you say, has it impacting quite a bit your revenue strategies? Mm, absolutely. But it's whether you can actually afford to take the revenue. That you know, you might look at Christmas Day and say, by the time I've paid travel time for the staff, the availability of staff, I have to pass those costs on with the extra food costs, living costs, everything else we're facing. You know, for Christmas Day lunch, I've got to charge two hundred pounds. If the market's at one hundred and twenty for lunch. I can put the lunch on, but then I've got no customers. So it really is a balancing act of how can I push the envelope for the value to so I make profit, but at the same time actually have some customers that buy the product. So yeah, it's definitely changed how we sell and who we sell to. And do you see the direct channel coming back? How? What, what sort of uh, insights are you seeing? Uh, and how do you you're trying to bring back a lot of the business, particularly the corporates that have been booking elsewhere? Um, uh, you you can't look at it as a macro because it, it really is from hotel to hotel very different and you might have micro demands that change the picture for that hotel so we've got 24 hotels and they're different whereas before you could say a sweeping statement of oh well we're seeing a slowing down on this but from hotel to hotel micro market to micro market companies and banking might be coming back to one hotel but it's not coming back for another. Corporate comes back for this hotel for a very specific reason because it's a local corporate need, but the next hotel isn't. So you can't talk really in macro terms at the moment because it's so property to property. Yeah, absolutely. And I, th I think it's about how you build value into those corporate rates that will bring them back and will give them the flexibility they yeah, need. There's corporate caps in place. So again, we're back to that. I might want to charge £150 for a room but if the corporate caps at 110, it's pointless to be saying, well, I want their business, but it's above their cap. So it's very, it's, a, it's an interesting and challenging time for our commercial people because they've got to think differently. If, there, if you were to touch on some of the technology that helps you grow and sustain your business, what would be the most relevant technology for you? Sorry to be boring about utilities again. That's the one that we're finding the biggest challenge to find a good solution. That if we could have a solution where uh, we knew our utility usage at a reasonable cost across the hotel, by piece of equipment, by area, and then that one we can determine can we actually afford to operate an area, but also it will determine our business futures, future strategy of business uh, because it will really help us. The government in the UK has helped with a uh, cap until March, we don't have to be on that. But when you're looking at potentially a fourfold increase in cost, you've really got to have a very robust, clear plan that's backed up by facts. So that would be the best technology if we could very quickly, very easily see what we're using in what area on a daily basis and we can track and make changes, then that would be really helpful. Super helpful and uh, for our viewers. And sustainability, such a prime um, initiative for all of us. What sort of um, developments are you seeing at Michels and Taylor? In well, we're, we're looking at the Green Tourism Awards and there's, there's a lot of them. So deciding which one is the best for the very, because we've got an eclectic mix of hotels. Um, so how do we get the message out that we are green? 
but we're also a very we're a customer driven business and our customer is the hotel owner and investor so we we respond differently to the environmental focus of the different owners that we work with because some are very focused on it and want to commit and spend others it's more about how do we keep the business going in difficult times so we respond to the individual owner in a very specific way to their demands but we've got the tools to be able to do it depending on their requirements. We look forward to seeing you at Hospitality Marketplace. Why would you say it's, um, it's interesting for the hoteliers to watch this event? Well, I, I think it's important that we carry on innovating. Um, hotels, since we outbooked Mary and Joseph 2,000 years ago, haven't really moved on that much. So how can we innovate? And hard times will help with innovation because all of a sudden projects that have a five-year ROI have got an 18-month ROI and we can do it. So we can invest in various things. So sharing that knowledge and sharing what we're doing and what's available is so important. Peter Hills, thank you very much. We're here with Lionel Benjamin, the co-founder of AGO Hotels. Now you're an interesting story into yourself because you only established um, from the pandemic uh, last just over two years. What are some of the challenges that you've experienced on actually reopening and, and, and building your hotel portfolio? We launched in uh, December 2020 and we've anticipated our hotel flip on the 11th of January 21. Boris decided we were going to keep hotels closed through to May. So ultimately, with our hybrid lease model, we were paying rent to our landlords during a period that we anticipated trading. Unfortunately, we remained closed. But to stand by our hybrid lease model, we had to make sure we paid the rent, otherwise our business would not have succeeded. We opened the hotels in July of 21, and we were very pleased that in Q3 we saw a massive, um, I think, revenge holidays taking place, and staycation went through the roof. So during Q3, we had great performance that allowed us to pay the profit rent element to a number of our landlords, so that continued into Q4. And subsequently, we grew from nine hotels that we started with uh, to 14 hotels that we are today. Excellent. And I, I guess you've been able to identify as well the needs uh, for hotels and guests today. Uh, so where is the key focal point for you to uh, improve the operations and delivery of service? So for me, it's all about the guest journey. We want to make sure that there's a really straightforward, simple experience for a guest, hassle-free. Uh, when you're coming away to a hotel, you just want to make sure that it's all seamless. So for me, it's important that the guest experience from the get-go is straightforward, simple, and easy to navigate. Brilliant. And then, um, Brian, I'll tell us a little bit about some of the shifts that you've been seeing as a business, particularly in the business space. So, throughout uh, the period post-pandemic, we saw a significant growth in staycation. And that meant in our hotels, rather than being for the blue-collar industrial workers, what we've suddenly found is much more of an uplift coming from the leisure sector and the B-leisure sector, which became a new buzzword post-pandemic. And we've seen a lot more of these guests who come to the hotel, they still work from the hotel, but they need to get away, they want to break with family, and in the economy sector, we can 
given them the affordability to stay in our hotels, reasonable rates, and in good locations for commuting. So as the tenant of these hotels and the operator ultimately in these hotels, uh, our aim is to maximise efficiency. We've got to be sure that whatever we're doing in the business is cost effective and again goes back to that guest journey and the seamless approach for guest journey. Very much similar to what airlines were doing with self-check-in. So we've got to a point now today where if you travel with British Airways, um, it is not considered a budget airline, although some might debate that. You, you check in your own luggage at the airport. When you have this kind of uh, mentality in the consumer of uh, being able to do things on their own, we want to facilitate that. So I prefer that the guests could do as much as they can through their mobile device, through their laptops, and anything that can support that seamless transaction from buying that stay through to the check-in, through to the check-out, anything that can be digitized and make it more seamless for the guest, it's going to be better for us in terms of operational efficiency. Absolutely. Um, and just in terms of the APIs around the business, has anything changed? How have they have, have they, those APIs Historically, as hoteliers, we've always looked at ADRs and RFPAs, and they are very good indices for managing or looking at performance levels of income. As uh, our model is a profit share model, they become less relevant, and the real focus is on the profitability of your business. What we're seeing today with inflation is a very heavy hit on the operational aspects of the P&L. So even though we may see growth back to 2019 levels of revenue, those are impacted by an even higher cost in the middle of the page. So again, it goes back to operating efficiency and measuring the KPIs that actually deliver what's bankable, i.e. the EBITDA. So what we're looking at is a profit per room sold, and we look at profit per square meter, because a lot of what we find today is investors into the sector come from the real estate world. And when they buy and sell real estate, they don't do it on a room basis. It's all measured on a square meter basis. So we're far more focused on the detail of profitability and efficiency that will lead to that bottom line. That's very exciting. And the last sort of bit that I'd love you to share this insights with our, with our listeners, what would you say has Charles Marketplace is a valuable event for Sorry, can you just repeat the last question? What would you say hospitality marketplace is a valuable event for hotels? So, I think it's all about technology today. Hotels need to digitize. We need to move to another level. We've been behind the curve for far too long. Uh, I think what the pandemic and what the current situation, the cost of living crisis has shown us, is that you've got to be as efficient as you can. And that means using technology. We've been technophobes in many aspects of our business for too long. The skills of revenue management, I've always said, are a science, and you need somebody who understands that science. Today, it's actually much easier because software is out there, and I think we need to embrace 
the opportunity of implementing software that creates that guest journey, simplifies the guest journey, makes us more efficient, makes us more profitable. For more, go to Travel Market Life. The music sensation by Zach Nelson is reproduced under license from Storyblocks. Travel Market Life is a Haynes Marcoms digital marketing agency production serving the travel and technology industries.